Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talking with Debbie and Friends, the sister series to the weekly cooking show that we do right here in our kitchen every Sunday at 12 noon. I'm Travis Townsend, the host of the show, my lovely wife, Debbie Gutierrez. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking with Debbie and Friends. We hope that you uh, had a good weekend. We talked to a lot of you on Sunday. Yep. So um, welcome back. Yeah. This sounds like an NPR show. So welcome back. So welcome back. There you go. Come on. My dad's here already. Yeah, hi. We've got a few people so, into the if room. If you don't mind, if you could put the state that you're from, because we were talking to our guest, and, and uh, we said, yeah, we have people from all over the country join. He goes, what? Really? Mm -hmm. So your dad is in? Illinois. Illinois. Richard Connemacher, Rhea Myers Connemacher are from, or not from, but they're in Pennsylvania. Okay. Suzanne Denlinger is from um, Texas. Right. So wow, so, we don't even have any Californians on yet. Not yet. Well, who knows? There, I see it. I see a bigger number there. Yeah. So listen, guys, if you guys are watching the show live, we encourage you to interact with us, to say hi in the uh, in the comments section because the guests that that are watching, they they actually see the comments too. And so, if you have a question for our guest on this show or any other show, please feel free to jump in there. Just so that you know, we go to three um, Facebook destinations and youtube so if you are on one of those destinations please click like click subscribe and you can also find us later on all the podcast platforms spotify um <laughs> google apple everywhere that you get your podcast so we've cool. got some people coming in already yes we have our first person from california brandon anderson and your dad put there illinois mm -hmm. mike and linda bilbury from the show me state yeah and uh, Mari, Mari uh, Bernardino from, from uh, California. California and Joe Casas from down the street. Very cool. I love <laughs> I love seeing so many people from all over. You guys, we appreciate you taking the time out of your Tuesday evening to join us. We've got a really special guest with us tonight to talk about Workforce Association. If you're watching this live, you can see that right down in the comments mm -hmm. or description section. Before we do. I just want to recap what we did last week. I'm going to start with this. Look at this, guys. Can you guys <laughs> look at that? We made French toast. We didn't do anything like mind-boggling, but we just did. Um, uh, you're a bit blurry on my end. My dad. That's okay. your that's your connection, Dad. Unless someone else says we're blurry. Yeah, are as we well. blurry? Let us know. Um, so you know, we didn't do anything mind-boggling. We just visited traditional recipes and mm -hmm. we zhushed them up a little bit. We got our strawberries into a <laughs> vinegar bath and we uh, made oven, made bacon in the oven. So just, you know, just some tricks. Well, I think the real star of the show on Sunday was the, the real maple syrup. Oh my gosh. I'm, He's drinking care. it out of shot glasses. Don't judge me. You're, no, I'm not going to no, judge it's you. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not so going to judge you. Good. It's dazzling to the senses. Yeah. So um, just want to make sure if anyone else is watching, if we're a little blurry, let us know, please. And um, there's absolutely nothing I can do about it right now anyway. <laughs> I hope we unblur for you. So um, we're in this COVID situation. It's going on a year. It's been mm -hmm. a long stretch. It's tiring. It's there. I don't know about you, but I have my good days. I have my bad days. And I can only imagine what it's like for people who are trying to navigate their way through 
employment or mm-hmm. lack thereof. A lot of people went back to their jobs because they were essential workers. And um, that was good. Some people went back to their jobs and were offered not as much money. There are people like me who are in the entertainment um in the entertainment uh, world, and we lost everything. We really didn't come back. Just a little brillery, but I can see and hear you just fine. Okay. Well, maybe it'll clear up. I just uh, I paused any of the processes going on. Hmm. Okay. So, so we're talking about uh, employment. Why don't we go ahead and yeah. bring Matt in? Because we've got a few things to say. I've got a different perspective. Um, but we've got some good things to discuss with Matt tonight. And um, Deb, why don't you do the honors? You introduce Matt because you know him a little bit better than uh, than I do. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, he is. I love him. Okay, tonight we visit with the conference coordinator for the California Work Association, Matt Hildago. Matt will be speaking with us about the employment situation today, career pivots, and re-entering the workforce. And since Matt is so deeply immersed in work culture, we'll also be talking to him about the importance of work-life balance. Matt is a classically trained um, opera singer and will be sharing how important his music is to him and how he enjoys bringing it into the lives of others. So without further ado, let us please welcome... Matt Hildalgo. Yay! <laughs> Hi, you. Matt. Hi. How are you? We're doing good. Well. The first thing we always like to ask our guests, we just checking in. How are you doing uh, with COVID and um, being quarantined? And how's your life thus far? Oh, thank you for asking. It's uh, I'm sure like everyone, it's weird. <laughs> it, it's it's a different situation that we're all in. Um, I, like you, uh, I'm also an entertainer, you know, and so that part of my life essentially stopped last year in March. And so it, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey, you know, going through this past year. My husband and I work for the same organization. So that's also been fun working for the same organization and also out of the same house. Uh, but it's been uh, really, really great. We're really fortunate to be able to have jobs and say we have jobs, um, able to work from home. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to take one day at a time. This uh, this new year has brought a lot of optimism. So I'm hoping that that continues forward. Good, good. Yeah. Now, did you, when, when we all went into the shutdown, did you two continue to work from home or did they stop all of your work altogether? Just... Yeah, well, um, because I work for a nonprofit organization, you know, most of our computer, well, most of our work is on computers. And so we can't, we've, we're fortunate enough to be able to work from di- from a distance. And so I used to travel a lot for work as well within California because we're the California Workforce Association. Um, so I would work out of hotels, you know, that is something working away from the office is not anything new to me. And so we're fortunate enough to have, be able to do that. And so that's what we're, you know, in, in March, we decided to the entire association, all, all, you know, eight of us, eight strong, <laughs> uh, decided to go work from home. And uh, we've been that way since last March. Um, and we've, we're functioning, but it's been a struggle for sure. Communication's mm-hmm. been hard. I mean, uh, I'm sure uh, face-to-face communication, I'm an introvert myself, but uh, for some, and for a lot of times I like to work on my own and do my own thing. But uh, it's interesting when you've been away from people for so long, you kind of still, long for that it's almost like you know leaving your battery your 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 
laptop charged for too long, you know, you have to use it, you know, or else, or else, you know, you'll deplete your battery. And so, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's been one of those sort of things. I miss our, our communication within our staff and, uh, you know, the everyday talking and just, you know, the, the water cooler talk, but, um, it's, uh, again, you know, we, we are fortunate to live in a world in a digital age where we can have communication. It's, uh, we can still continue that. And Brandon Anderson is on online right now. He's my husband. He's uh, oh. about our, yeah, about our, our crazy life. Yeah. <laughs> Work is so weird now, especially remote. You just can't ask your coworkers questions. You have to send a message to schedule a call. Just ask a quick question. That does sound yeah. crazy. Yeah. Matt, you work at the California uh, Workforce Association. I'm going to put your I'm going to put your uh, title up there. Can you tell us what all these letters mean? And, and you what have a you lot do? of letters after <laughs> your name. What do you do with CWA? Sure. Yeah, that is a very uh, big question because it's kind of I used to consider myself the catch-all drawer, you know, for CWA. You know, kind of do everything <laughs> and do whatever is asked of you, right? But, um, you know, my role as the conference coordinator now is a little more focused. We as an association do a lot of capacity building trainings. So those are trainings that, you know, uh, essentially um, make, make our work, you know, as workforce development professionals, um, you know, better. And so that, that's kind of where that acronym comes from, around the chair of the, the WDAP DAC, which is short for uh, the Workforce Development Apprenticeship Program. And it's a joint apprenticeship committee. And so I, I uh, mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm not sure folks out there know this about me, but not everyone does. Uh, not only do I have my degree in music, but I also went through an apprenticeship program for, it was interesting, for public sector work, which is, and you don't really think about that in California. When you think about apprenticeship programs, you think it's like construction or welding, mm -hmm. things like that, you know. But um, California is really innovative in a way where they really concentrate on uh what we call um, work-based learning, you know, apprenticeship programs, you know, things where you can actually do on-the-job training and really get the skills on the ground. And so we, we, we advocate for all this kind of stuff as workforce professionals, you know, folks who are helping folks find work and, and, uh, and get the skills they need to do in order to be successful. Um, but we don't really do that or concentrate on that for ourselves, at, you know, in our own careers. So, um, you know, as, as job coaches that are out there in California, as well as the, the rest of the nation, um, every community in, in the nation has what's called a, a job center, or called America's Job Center. But these are essentially uh, free services that you can go in, within your community and obtain help with your, your career searching. Um, if you wanted to obtain a certain skill, uh, you can go and talk to some folks and see if you qualify to become, you know, trained in certain things. And so um, that's kind of where, you know, uh, I kind of lost myself in the train, my, uh, corn maze there. Well, can I ask <laughs> a question about yeah, yeah, part yeah. of what you just said? So mm -hmm. you said there are job centers and you can see if you qualify for certain training, do the centers connect qualified candidates with free training or is it paid training? How does that work and who pays for these centers? That's a really good question. Yeah. So in California, I can say, because I work in California with California Workforce Association, which is similar throughout the nation, just not as similar. But in California, uh, these are federal funds and also is supported by state funds. So they're, they're essentially centers that are community-based organizations. Some of them are connected with your local city organization. Some of them are what we call joint powers association, where there's like a city entity and also a federal entity kind of coming together 
uh, and well, as well as community-based organizations. It's a little different throughout California because we have to be so innovative. We have to try and do different things everywhere. Uh, but that, that's essentially uh, who funds it. It's a state and federally funded uh, where folks can go who are seeking employment. You can already, you can still have a job. You can have a job right now. And if you're interested in, in up, upgrading your skills or getting or obtaining some resume assistance, um, you say you if you if you've been out of the job market for a really long time, and you want to go and get some help with your resume, these are some mm -hmm. things that you can obtain for absolutely free just by being a member of your community. You can you can uh, you wow. can find your local job center and get these things for free, and that's what I used to do in Sacramento. But uh, for those of you that are out there, um, the best way to find if your your local job center that's out there um, is to probably go to the California Workforce Development Board's website. That's cwdb.gov.org. Uh, that's ca.g. Brandon, get, fix that for me if you I get that yeah. wrong. If <laughs> you if you put Brandon, yeah. if you put that in the comments, I'll copy and paste yeah. it into an on-screen graphic so we can see it. And Brandon is I'm also saying this isn't just in California. All states have federal funding for job training and job search support through the American Job Centers. So exactly if you are right. in. Thank if you, you're, <laughs> thank you, Brandon. If you're in another state, like I said, we've got a lot of people watching from other states. Where, if they're looking for something like this, where would they go? So this is where they. So you, probably the best place to go to actually the federal or, uh, Department of Labor because this is what really funds all the workforce development for is and all the all the workforce things that. When I mean workforce, I mean everything that involves getting a great job. You know, training places, community colleges, community-based organizations. These are folks that help people get great jobs. And so they can, probably the best place to go is to the federal DOL, um, the Department of Labor's works, uh, website. There is some other resources in there. Probably, um, let me see, the, probably the, the actual department that you're looking for is the Employment Training Administration. I know it's so, so many different levels, but uh, it's the Employment and Training Administration or ETA, ETA for short, but they uh, have sources to all the job centers throughout the United States. And they okay. give a lot of guidance and have a lot of free resources as well. Well, that's a really good point that you said. Um, and I'm just pasting this information that, that, uh, Brandon it was Jason. a little. It was a little long for the other one. I'll I'll, I'll paste that in a moment. Um, what you said about the resume building, even that in it in and of itself, is a huge thing, yeah. because there are companies. Um, if you go to Indeed or ZipRecruiter, I know this because I've recently helped um, someone in my family find a job, or she's looking for a job. Uh -huh. They will charge you a lot of money to do what you guys are doing for free. And not only that, but you're interacting with employers. So you get a different perspective, not just a, a charge, you know, to take right. your money. Right, exactly. So these workforce development boards um, throughout the nation, um, if you go to your local job center, they normally have job boards where they will post, you know, uh, jobs in, within their community, hot leads, um, what's really wonderful about these these community-based organizations is they is that they work with the local employers in their area. So, like I said, in California, as well as the rest of the nation, you know, things are different everywhere. I yeah. mean, uh, what you're, you might you might be looking for different types of jobs. Even you know, the hot jobs might be different where you, based on where you live. And so, these job centers have a lot of resources to help you find what those are in your in your neighborhood. Uh, oh, somebody posted the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act. Yes. So that yeah. is, 
That is the the the, the act that funds uh, everything that happens in the workforce. Actually, President Biden has pledged to commit fifty fifty billion dollars wow. for workforce development in the United States, and uh, of course, workforce areas are asking for a little bit more because the recovery is going to take a little bit of effort. I'm sure you know there's 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 new skills that are going to be needed to, to go into this new economy as we come back as we, as we essentially go back to work. Um, there's going to be new skills that are going to be needed as well, and mm-hmm. so uh, we're 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 optimistic about of the, about the new administration that there will be funding available to support programs such as these in in your communities. Uh, so yes, definitely go online. If you live in California, it's a little bit easier to find because the California Workforce Development Board site has all the workforce development boards listed there, as well as their individual area. Uh, really, really cool. Yolanda Castro, hey. <laughs> Did you, are you able to see some of the uh, questions and comments? It sounds like you are. Yeah, you can see you them. You can see them. Did you mm-hmm. see this? I think this is an important question. Is there support for helping people with disabilities get vocational training in these centers? It's a good question. Very good oh, question. That is a really good question. Yes. And one of the really great things about the WIOA, we call the acronym, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. WIOA is what we call it in the workforce world. Uh, you know, what's really great about that is there's actually, it actually mandates that all of these state partners, when I mean my state partners, Department of Rehabilitation, the folks that help folks with, with uh, living with disabilities, uh, Department of Corrections, um, the Employment Development Department, it mandates all of these um, departments to come together and work together. And so in each community, uh, they have what's called uh, comprehensive job centers. They have their, their focused job centers, but every single community, all 45 workforce boards in California have what's called a comprehensive job center. And that essentially means that you have direct access to the Department of Rehabilitation. If you are an individual living with disabilities and you need to uh, get contact with someone, the job center is the place to go to be, in, to put, be put in contact with that department. Um, it's kind of like your one-stop shop. and. For a long time, they've 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 been called you know uh, uh, one-stop centers because um, it should be, it's, it's essentially that that mentality you know this should be your one-stop shop to find employment in California and in the nation as well. Now you're Good. saying in California and you're referring to a lot of the things because you're in California and you have studied what's happening there. But mm-hmm. are some of these programs? I'm sure they're they're across the country. If yeah. they're set up that way in California, most likely in other states. Yes, in fact, we work really closely with other state associations uh, who, who do this kind of something similar to what we do, help the local workforce boards advocate for their services and kind of be this bridge between the, the locals and, the, and you know, those of the 30,000 feet, you know, at the state level. Um, so Pennsylvania, we work very closely with their state association. They have great workforce boards there. Um, Every state is a little bit different in how the, the workforce boards are run, but the job centers, the services that are to people who are seeking employment skills or people who are seeking employment, all those services are the same um, across the nation. So you should be able to walk into a job center in Pennsylvania, walk into a job center in California, and essentially receive the same services. That's mm-hmm. the intent, anyway. Um, in California, we've done they've, they've done a huge work to try and make that happen. Uh, it's not the same. Everywhere is different in California. Like I keep saying, California mm-hmm. is not one cookie cutter state. It's a very big state, fifth largest economy in the world. So it's really interesting to see all the different needs and all the different things that happen throughout the state. 
But in in other parts of the country, there uh, there are workforce development boards all over the place. There are job centers all over the place. All this this money is available, and it's 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 there to support uh, all Americans. Uh, so it's it's one of those things that um, we it's one of those things you want to kind of a phrase you want to kind of stay away from is a, a, our best kept secret. Well, it really shouldn't be. We I mean this is <laughs> this is right. such good this is such good stuff out there. Yeah, right. a lot of it's for free, and uh, not only that, but they can also connect you with free training or low cost training. So say you wanted to be a phlebotomist somewhere, and that's a What's hot that? topic area. It's a, What's it's, a phlebotomist. It's a, it's Maybe a, I want to be one. <laughs> I have to look it up because that was just one area. That was just one thing that we were looking for. I think it has to do with something with checking blood. Um, okay, yeah, I, might yeah, have yeah. To, I might have to be, I might be wrong. <laughs> Somebody tells me it's a long time since I've been in the job center and I had to learn all these different careers. But, uh, but say that's a hot job in your area and you wanted to do that. Well, these job centers have connections to training centers that have been approved by the state, approved by their local area. And if you qualify, you know, there's definitely, definitely things that, that have to happen for you to qualify. Um, and, and you can definitely check with your local workforce board, but they make it e- so, so the fact that they make it easy enough that you can access these things. They really try. And yeah, they're at Joplin. Woo, got it right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, so these job centers are out there to support you if you want to get a phlebotomy, if you want to do welding, if you want to do a welding program, if you want to get your truck driving license. Um, you can do that. There, there are. There really? are that's, that's a hot job right now, um, and that's probably still going to stay the same, even though we're hearing a lot of stuff about automation and everything like that. You know, who knows how soon that's going to come into effect? And right now, it's still a hot job out there. So we're you, seeing things. Yeah. Uh, you you uh, keep using the phrase hot jobs. Are there have there been hot jobs since COVID? Kind of what what in your opinion what happened when COVID uh-huh. hit and what happened with our economy and job search? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the future of work for the future of labor, the future of people working, has really been shaken with yeah. COVID. Um, folks are starting to do things differently. Um, off, um, different businesses are running differently. Um, and so it's really shaken what skills have been needed and what what the with the top skills that, that most jobs are, are requesting right now. Um, what's really interesting is, you know, with COVID, you know, happening, a lot of these uh, tourism industry, hospitality industry, entertainment industry, that all of these industries took a dive, unfortunately. Um, retail, um, unfortunately, all of those um, folks were out of the job and, and it, was, it was a product of, of the time. Um, what's, what's exciting is that things are starting to come back. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's slow, but it's not, it looks like, you know, recent, like retail, advanced manufacturing, construction, things like that. Those are still, um, which we consider hot jobs. Um, what I mean by that is, is jobs that have a, that have a, um, a, a trajectory of, of, of continuing, of just being something that, that's, that's uh, really uh, sustainable. Uh, so that the wage is sustainable, not only that, but the jobs will be plentiful. So, uh, those are the, when, I, when I talk about hot jobs. Those are the things that are available right now and that will be sustainable um, as far as income and how that goes. But that's also a real big um, that's also a real big big issue for the state is to make sure folks not only receive uh, employment but also a livable, livable wage. And again, that, that a livable wage is, varies all throughout California. 
I mean, minimum wage is something way different in San Francisco than it is in, you know, Eureka, for example. And so we can't have a cookie cutter, but um, things are coming back to play. Things are coming back. Um, and, it, and it's really exciting to see that, that there's, um, that there's thought on that, that there's legislation, that there's actually um, the workforce boards out that are out there are actually being proactive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what are the trends you see for the future economy? Some trends. Uh, what's interesting is, so like I said, so, so some of these, some of these uh, hot, in, hot skills, I should say, these 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 skills that all employers are really looking for right now are things yeah, you yeah, wouldn't really, good. yeah, things that you wouldn't really think about. You know, are things like you know communication skills and um, things you know customer service um, things. So those are really things that, that folks are are really um, concentrated on. Um, things like adapt, being adaptable you know, being, being uh, able to learn things quickly and also being flexible. And so if you're looking for a job for the future, I mean, that that's one of the things you wanna make sure you're thinking about is uh, making sure your communication and your customer service skills are great because for some reason, those things aren't um, as strong as they should be. And those things are what employees are asking for. And it's interesting to think about because those are some of the things that we would consider uh, what we in the workforce world we consider soft skills, you know, hard yeah. skills are things like you know, you, you advanced manufacturing. You know how they work this piece of machinery. You know, this that's a hard skill. But soft skills, things that you know, you think everybody should should learn and and have under their belt, such as communication and customer service. And it's just something that you know, adaptability, being able to problem solve, mm-hmm. is something is something really great. Because when you look at the world of automation, and because you think you think about here. Look how much you walk into a fast food place and it's all computers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you walk into, you, you can order everything through an app. You can, every, every, it, this whole COVID has accelerated automation like we haven't even seen ever in the past. Mm-hmm. And so being able to recognize that and actually work with that is a great skill to have. Right. Um, not everybody needs to, you know, we're starting to realize, you know, um, not everybody is fit for college. But everybody should go to college if you're going to consider some certain career. But what happens if uh, we're having a, a, a huge short in construction workers, shortage in construction workers? Uh, these high, these, these, what the state is calling high road careers, you know, these careers that uh, you can receive a large income for not that much training. And we're, we're, we're not, um, there's a shortage there, unfortunately. And so they're starting to, they really want to make sure that that's, knowledge out there so funding towards that some of those careers include construction um plumbing electrical contractors well there's more there's more trades um training to those but but some of those careers they are really really high paying jobs and don't require a lot of work maybe even a trade school or vocational school is that right right exactly and so that's what's wonderful about these workforce boards is they have connection to these trade schools and what does that mean? What what sort of uh, benefit to the average person walking in does that connection bring them? Sure. So if somebody is interested in learning a skill, uh, the, the first place to probably go is to a job center, uh, their local job center. And uh, they can look that online, usually through their city website or county website. Uh, a lot of the, the job centers are affiliated with these with these government-based associations. But you walk into a job center and the first thing you ask is, you know, I would like to sign up, you know, what do I need to do in order to 
um, utilize the services here. The folks get you signed up and, and ready to go. Meaning, you know, you just, um, you, 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 you sign up with the state, in California anyway, um, you sign up for what's called a CalJobs account. My cat in the background, I can see him. <laughs> but uh, you sign, you sign up for your for account. You can utilize once you're signed up. You can utilize any of the services in there. Um, and so, from free services are things like you know job search. Um, what is that? You know, researching, um, getting resume assistance, uh, things like that. But if you're looking for, oh, I'm sorry, it's looking for welding and things like that. Uh, definitely talk to someone there and see what the different paths are. There are different paths. And I don't think I have time to get into all of them, you know, during your talk, but uh, there are lots of different ways you can receive training that's either free or partially paid. It's really, it's really, really a great thing. That's what yeah. I'm kind of getting at. You, you said a couple of things and I'm curious what the sign up process is. I know yeah, are people walking in. Yeah. Is there an because assessment? I know, yeah. Uh, application? Do they have to bring resume? What sort of documents do they need to bring when they go sign up? And then I've got another question about getting back to the soft skills, but but let's start with that. What what does sign up look like for the average person? Sure. So what so what, if you're your first time walking into a job center in your local community, they'll ask you to sign up for a what's called a Cal Jobs account, which is essentially a state account that um, wants to, for for lack of a better word, you know, track that, that who's using their their free services. You know, essentially, are are the services being utilized? First of all. And uh, you know how can we improve your job search? And so that's what that's what that does. And uh, so by signing up for a Cal Jobs account, it's the same account that you would use for uh, benefits and uh, other services like that. And so chances are you already have a Cal Jobs account. But if you don't, you know they'll they'll help you sign up for one. Um, it's really easy. Um, it's all you really have to do is just kind of fill out your information, where you're from, you know, um, kind of skills you have, uh, if you want to fill out some of the resume assistant stuff in there, it'll help you with your job search. But it's another tool also, not only to, to track that folks are using our job centers in California, but also to assist you in your job search. And so that's the whole sign-up process. That's essentially it. Um, once you have an account through CalJobs, you're eligible to receive those free services. Um, if you, you, such a, Like I was saying, you know, and those free services are, you know, you can utilize, utilize their internet, um, to job search, utilize all the different job boards, job leads that they have there. Uh, there are job coaches ready and available to assist you with uh, you know, interviewing skills, if that's what you're looking at, because interviewing is a lot different these days. So uh, assistant with that is re really, really great. Um, resume building skills, how to contact employers. So the world, this digital world is so different. You don't can't just walk into a place and, and oh hand them your resume anymore, right? <laughs> so they have we, all these different things. <laughs> we need to we need to weigh in on that because you know our our littlest, uh, our youngest is 23 and and looking for employment. And this is where I say, back in my day, I went into the ice cream store and I said, I would love to scoop ice cream. And they gave me an apron. <laughs> right then. Or, you know, it's not like in the movies when, you know, the guy gets off the train and he's walking with his one suitcase, help wanted, check inside, and he just takes the sign and goes, uh -huh. and he's got a job. So I've, I've actually told... Yeah. Um, my daughter that just call, go in, walk in. You, but it's a dead end because. But to that, can no I just say there's something to be said about meeting people face to face and having a network or having that personal connection. Even if they tell you go online, if you can go in there, you'll not only get the vibe of the place, 
the type of employees, if you don't already know, but, mm-hmm. you, but you may end up getting someone, if you click with them to say, you know what, I'll be looking, what's your name? I'll be looking for your resume. At least that's the way I see it. Am I right or wrong with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I got my first job that way, believe it or not. I walked in and gave my resume or an application at the time. I didn't have a resume. I was 16. But yeah, I got hired that day and you do never hear about that anymore. Nobody mm-hmm. has paper applications and that, that human connection um, is lost. Definitely. Um, and there's not much you can do uh, other than try and uh, uh, go through the application process. And there's some tips there that you can that will help you get through the application process easier, um, which which job coaches definitely have. But there are things like such as, you know, making sure you're tailoring your resume to the skills they're looking for. You know, so what one thing as a job coach that we would always recommend to folks who are looking for a job is to make a master resume. To go on and uh, and to utilize websites such as uh, ownitonline.org. If you haven't heard of that, it's a great website to look at skills for different various jobs. So if you've done something like a program manager or something like that, and you're looking for skills to add to your resume, great place to go. It'll give you those uh, skills right there. Um, it will, you know, help you develop your resume. Um, what was that again? What was that? Own it? Yeah. O-N-E-T, O-N-E-T, online. And it's all spelled out, uh, .org. Yeah, and Brandon, you can, you wanted to put that on there. But that was one, of you, one, one site we used to use at the job center a lot because people would come in uh, assisting. Uh, I got a great train down. Oh, awesome. Yolanda. Uh, <laughs> Did Yolanda but, put it up? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the comments, but, um, Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, so that's, that's a good, that's a great website to go to. So if you, if you're looking for things to add to your resume, things that you've done in the past that you're not sure, um, you know, how to, how to fulfill, how to fill out your resume. It's a great idea to fill out a master resume with everything that you've done, all the jobs you've ever done, all the, all the skills you've ever obtained. Uh, it takes a little bit of work, but if you put that work in, uh, uh, at first, uh, you know, right off the bat, it makes doing all your rest of your applications so much easier. Because what I mean by tailoring your resume, then you're going to look at your job applications. You're going to look at those job postings, right, and see what exactly they're looking for. And then you're going to look at your resume, your master resume, and say, okay, I can do, you know, I've done customer service. I've done whatever you're looking for. I'm just going to, excuse me, just going to make an example of, I don't know, um, you're, you're, you want to work at, um, one of my first jobs was CarMax and working as a uh, receptionist there. So they're looking for things like customer service skills, you know, uh, computer skills, um, ability to communicate. Um, you would then tailor your resume to then say all those times that you had to do communicate, where you approved your communication skills were great. Um, all the applications that you know how to use, all the different times you use computer application to really make yourself more attractive um, against all the other pile of applications that are there. Because you have to think about too, with that lack of human face-to-face human communication, you're trying to impress a machine essentially. You know, your first your first wall is to get get through a machine that that look, that scans your your resume, scans your application for the things it's looking for, and if you pass, then you can get to the next level. And uh, so that's yeah, so that's something to think about with your job search today. It's a little bit different than in the past. You really have to make sure. Um, your resume is skilled to the is, is geared to what you're what you're going for, and that'll make yourself that much more attractive. Um, right. Once right. you get past that first round, and you get into the interview, then oh boy, 
And there's another thing you have yeah. to do. It sounds like it sounds like everything gets lined up and chances are there's not going to be a big job turnover because you've been mm-hmm. matched with, you know, with the right job. Well, that's the great thing is that, uh, you know, there's a lot, well, at least what we're seeing in the, in the labor market analysis right now, right, is that there's a, a, a lot of jobs out there, but the skills in order to obtain those jobs just aren't there. For some reason, they're not being filled. And I, and I, it's just, you know, something I've been thinking about. It could be because of that human-human communication. It's, it's this weeding out process of qualified applicants that you may not even know because they, they didn't know how to create a resume properly, you know, you, you just weeded out a great candidate. And so that, that does make it kind of interesting. And so that's one great thing you can get from a job center and working with the job coach is one thing I used to do, uh, working with high school students, actually, um, working with students who were high school seniors, um, looking into transitioning into either career or college. Um, so we would look at the, you know, what they wanted to do, whether college was, was appropriate or not. And, and um, it's really interesting because we live in a world where almost everything requires college right now, right? Or at least some sort of extra training. And so that's where we are, you know, we, we it's either college or, you know, maybe vocational training is the right way to go, such as those you know, construction careers, such as those, you know, careers that are essentially diminishing in California, although they have great wages. And in, um, are employers actively looking for people who might have disabilities, veterans, women, minorities? Yeah, so that is, uh, I, can't, I can't speak with, you know, for everyone. There are some great employers out there that are great advocates for individuals with disabilities. There are some tax incentives for hiring folks with, uh, for um, people who live with disabilities. Um, so there are great employers out there. Um, the one great place to look is the, those representatives who are on the California Workforce Development Board, because those folks are probably uh, the best advocates for you. Those the organizations they advocate for or they work for. Uh, also, essentially, your local workforce board. Um, each local board is is made up. Uh, so when I talk about local workforce boards, right, so I'm talking about, you know, for example, Sacramento County, because I live in Sacramento County. Uh, there is a, the workforce board is con- consists of city officials, uh, local community-based organizations, uh, employment development department, as well as um, job centers in the area. Uh, as and then the other that's just fifty percent of the board. The other fifty percent is all employers, um, or more. Sometimes there are more than fifty percent that are employers. And what that what that creates is such a great dialogue um, mm-hmm. between city and you know private. And to make sure that what, what, what the city is doing, where they're investing their dollars in is something that the employers need, that actually something they can work with within their communities. Um, so that's a great place to you know, look at. If you're looking for employers that um, are advocates for individual, for the worker, um, look at your local workforce boards, see what organizations they represent, because more than likely they're fantastic. Um, go to the Department of Rehabilitation website as well. There are some fantastic services there, or even better, um, go to your local workforce board's website and they will connect you with the Department of Rehabilitation on a local level. Because there are representatives out there all throughout California. And uh, th- that's that's probably the best thing to do. If you're an individual living with disability and you're seeking uh, an opportunity to go back to work, um, that's the best, pay- best place to probably go is to go to, a, is to check out your local job center, your local workforce board, wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I think in, 
the trope of someone looking for a job is usually somebody young coming out of college. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you seeing different age groups coming into your center to, you know, look for a job for opportunities? Yes. I mean, so again, I work for the California Workers Association. So I'm a little removed now from the, the, the local job center, but hearing some of the the talk from our, our local boards, I mean, yes, there's there's a huge demographic of folks coming into the job center and, and utilizing the services. But at the same time, um, there's also been a lack of utilization as well. COVID has kept people away at home, um, unaware of the services that are available to them. Um, what we used to do before, you know, um, COVID, when, when folks could actually gather and meet with each other, there was a program, uh, there is a program in, in the United States called Rapid Response. And that's if, say, uh, for one example is when Campbell's Soup or Wonder Bread closed in, in, Cali- in Sacramento, they closed a huge plant, uh, but, you know, over a thousand employees um, lost their jobs in a day. Um, well, before that, uh, the local workforce board worked with them to, they knew they were going to be closing um, and uh, they still did it suddenly anyway. So it wasn't, Perfect, but they actually reached out to the local workers board to utilize their services and actually assist their employees um, find other work um, before they were laid off, or you know, oh, wow. or get into <laughs> yeah, or get into vocational training if they're if they say they weren't going to be uh, returning to that line of work. Um, in the workforce world, we or the the the, the world I, I live in, like we call that a dislocated worker, even though it's not the best phrase. Uh, but essentially, that means somebody who lost their job in a certain field and it's unlikely to return to that field. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Campbell's. Are you a seeing a lot of that? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and what's great, it was, well, great and not so great, but, but you know, the, the positive side of that is that you qualify for additional services. So say you wanted to get, obtain a skill that you, that you've always wanted to do. Um, say you were working at the Campbell's soup factory, but you always wanted to become a welder. Well, now you're, Consider you're eligible for additional funds that might might assist you. Um, so you still need to go to a local. What does that mean? Um, so so when I say funds, you know, meaning you know, uh, if you want to go do training, you know, you can probably have a local workforce board assist you in obtaining that training. Now, it's I, I can't say that's that's cookie cutter throughout the whole state. All the different workforce boards have their own budgets. They uh, and they administer their their funds. Um, to job seekers, for folks, individ- individuals who are seeking training in different ways too. So I would still check with your local workforce board, but there's, it, it's, it's called, it's, you know, subsidized training. It's really, really great. They can either pay for all of it or some of it for you. And uh, it can be in, in what we call those, yeah, those hot careers, those jobs that are on the rise. So you mentioned about people that, um, for example, the, the Campbell's uh, employees who didn't weren't going to go back into the same line. Mm-hmm. What if there's someone who's currently employed who knows a certain trade um, but doesn't want to stay in that trade? What if they feel dissatisfied or if they feel like it's not really what they're supposed to be doing? They're ready for a pivot. What yeah. What do you say to someone like that? And you see that a lot in sales where people have been in sales for a long time and and they're just like, the stress is too much. I right. can't do this anymore. What would you say to someone like that? Or how would they fit into the whole um, workforce investment board? Uh, what you guys do, the job centers and what you guys do? Yeah, well, th- since they already have a job, they may not qualify for free training, but it's still available to them. 
Um, so there's some free things that they can uh, they can receive going into the job center. So if you don't if you want to you want a job pivot, you want to do something else, a great place to go again would be the job center in your local community or to their website. Again, there are great job leads there, and uh, there are additional services. So if you were to uh, ask and apply, there are different. You know, being in, being away from the job center for so long, uh, I had in not not in all areas of California, they might have different processes. But if you inquire uh, with them and are able to meet with a job coach, um, there are free services you can still obtain, not just training. If you wanted to have assistance with your resume, if you wanted to have um, interviewing skills, you know, you wanted to practice interview, you're you're more than welcome to do that. Um, and what they and you'll have a you have a dedicated person working with you, assisting you with your job search. Um, if, you, if you have a hot lead that you're really excited about and you want to um, make a quick appointment to uh, get some interviewing skills, do a quick mock interview, you can do something like that. And those are some of the most beneficial things I think. You know, just besides all the the money that you might you know patient old training or anything like that that you may or may not qualify for, those free things that are offered by those local workforce boards, such as yeah the interviewing skills, resume skills, that's priceless, I think, because there's so many, I mean, there's so, there's, I don't, I'm not sure if they teach that in in school right now. I I didn't get any of that when I was in school. I mean, I had to kind of learn resume skills from my parents. And then, you know, kind of as I went through this workforce world. Mm -hmm. So having, having the, knowing about this resource that's out there, that's absolutely free. Um, is priceless, I think, because they'll be there for you and they'll advocate for you. Sorry. Um, you know what? You said something a little bit ago, too, about soft skills, customer service and mm-hmm. uh, communication. And that what if you're a young person or even you've been in a position where you haven't had to interact with a lot of people, but mm-hmm. you want to learn how to uh, to communicate better? Are there different levels of training of, for communication or is it are there trainings that you can go to specifically for that? What, sure. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I would do, I always advocate for on-the-job training, right? So if there's any way you can volunteer for something um, to boost your communication skills, um, phone line, something like that to uh, get your customer skills level up. Um, If you're looking for paid, it's a little bit different because you might have to then apply and and, you have to go through the whole process of an application and everything like that. But there are some free services online that you can also utilize. I can I can ask maybe Brandon if he can type in uh, gcflearnfree.org. Again, that's gcflearnfree.org. And what uh, Brandon's killing is, it, by the way, everyone. Killing if, it. If you guys are <laughs> reading it. the comments, he is. <laughs> he's talking to people in Pennsylvania. He's adding stuff. He's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's also the uh, the operations director for our association, so he's very knowledgeable. He has a, a huge met- knowledge of all these different things. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the chance to meet him um, when I've come to do some speaking opportunities for CWA. And talking about soft skills, I remember um, being uh, the morning plenary speaker and we address soft skills. And Uh And it was so funny to just be in front of this big group of people and say, you should say good morning. (laughs) <laughs> to people yeah. and they're like writing down say good morning, say good morning. and if <laughs> maybe you saw your boss for the first time in the afternoon say good afternoon you know um right. you know how to make small talk people don't Was know how to make the youth 
Is that the no? Youth this one? is for the the general, the regular, the general population. Okay. The you know, youth. That was, was part of leadership conference. We right. Have, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, say hi in morning. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get political. Don't get religious. Stick mm-hmm. to you know. The, in, no Michael Jackson. No Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, and uh, it was funny because when I talked to the youth, it was don't eat other people's lunch. And they were like, don't eat other people's lunch. Mm-hmm. If it's in the refrigerator and you didn't pack it, it's not yours. You don't get to eat it. Right. But, you know, there are things that that people, you, you assume they learn, but they mm-hmm. don't. They don't know those things and they don't realize that's right. expected of them. It's absolutely true. And, and, you know, there's a debate out there, you know, whose place is it to teach these, you know, quote unquote, soft skills, right? Is the, you know, do they learn it from home or do they, is it a job of the employer to teach it? Uh, I mean, do they learn in school? You know, so there's all this, this big debate. Where do you obtain these skills? I mean, folks out there say, oh, well, you get a, you get a job at Walmart or, or you get a job at, you know, McDonald's and that's probably you get your first job and that's how you learn communication skills. But even that's not, not true because we know, not everybody um, um, really subscribes to that, as well as, you know, everything's really impersonal as well now since COVID. Uh, so it's really interesting. And uh, so you can't just you can't just obtain the same skills in the traditional ways you used to. And so that's why I say, you know, um, volunteering is really, really great. Um, what's what's great about this new world, you know, and communication, uh, I mean, and, and being, being able to broadcast and podcast and things like that, I mean, this is a great way to communicate. This is a great way for um, introverts, essentially, too, to really put themselves out there. Folks who really wouldn't do that in a in a public setting, you know, get up in front of a crowd or anything like that, but um, you know, get their voice out there in, in a way that's comfortable. And uh, you know, practice makes perfect. You know, doing these um, improving your communication skills by doing you know, I, I see this all the time, and this is real. This was really big at our last youth conference is uh you know entrepreneurship and not only entrepreneurship um and developing your own businesses and everything but but developing your own businesses that make a difference and so there's a huge there's a huge push toward you know, young people and you know entrepreneurship and you're working for themselves um doing what though uh it's funny you know people they want to be you know, youtube stars they want to start their own uh you know websites they want to be um you know start their own that uh, they have products they want to develop and and sell it's really really interesting how how much um emphasis was given on the entrepreneurship side because that's what was, that's what the folks were seeking that's what the youth were seeking was more um opportunities to develop their entrepreneurship skills and um, but find not only that, but finding fulfillment in it, um, you know, find, finding a reason for your drive um, and, and really sticking to that, you know, what drives you in developing this business and then pushing it forward to ensure success. Um, it, that's, that's a lot. And um, that's something that's interesting that I think that is not really translating into, uh, you know, for folks who are, inter- who are interested in entrepreneurship, they're not really looking for that nine to five job, you know, that's not attractive anymore. Right. Um, you know, working somewhere for 40 years and then getting, um, and, and then retiring is not attractive. But anymore. nobody's doing that it. either. There's right. no companies like, you know, where you get your watch at 50 years and you You're leave with right. your, leave with all your benefits. I mean, that just doesn't even happen. But you know, to right. your point for entrepreneur, entrepreneurial shift, 
never in our history has there been the ability for someone with a very small amount of money to be able to compete, to put a website together, to get it listed yeah. on a search engine, create something out of whatever their passion is and compete and earn money. Now with technology, you can do it all on your own. So is there training for people to learn what the process is, even to the extent of um, licensing and things that they'll need, taxes? How, how do you get someone started on that that might have a great idea and drive but not know where to go? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. There's, um, this, this, I guess it's not, a, it's not a cookie cut answer. Not I can answer. I can just say this is where you can go and everything will be great. Um, I think it does take a village. Uh, uh, I mean, the first, the number one thing, your number one investment should always be in yourself first. So you should always, you know, invest in yourself and learn as much as you can about, you know, technology, what's out there. Um, there's a lot of free stuff out there. Um, what I mentioned before, gcflearnfree.org is a great website with a bunch of different free trainings out there. So if you're looking at becoming a blogger, if you want to learn Excel, if you want to uh, learn more about Facebook, YouTube, um, how to do all that kind of stuff, there's free tutorials on gcflearnfree.org that are there for you. Um, it's really, really great. We live in a, a great world of information right now. Um, YouTube is a great resource to, to learn how to develop what you need um, to develop your podcast or whatever your business you're, you're trying to develop. Um, there's just so much information out there that I, I just, advocate, you know, advocate for yourself, first of all, and make sure you're investing in yourself and learning as much as you can, because that that's the thing that's going to push you forward and make you unique against others. Do you ever see retired people coming out of retirement because they are bored or they want to just earn some more money or they want it? Because what I'm hearing from you is you can learn so many skills mm -hmm. for free do you ever have people that just, they come out of retirement because they'd like to take advantage of some of these wonderful programs? Oh, yes. I can just say from personal experience that some of my uh, coworkers that I worked with when I worked in, with Sacramento on the Employment Training Agency uh, who have retired have since either developed something or gone back to work or developed a business or something. It's, a, it's yeah, I, I definitely seeing folks, you know, of all different ages, all different, um, you know, demographics coming in, socioeconomic backgrounds. Everyone's coming into the job center and, try, and utilizing the services. Now, the free stuff is normally reserved for folks who need it the most. Um, but there's, like I said, there's so many other free things that you can obtain going into these job centers, uh, such as the, you know, the job posting. If you're looking to go back to work, um, that'd probably be a great place to start is just looking what is available there in your community. Um, what's also wonderful about that too, if you if you want to move communities, say you know your area is becoming too expensive, or you're not tied down to uh, what you want to do, uh, CalJobs, that 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 site that everyone that that they make you sign up for when you walk into a job a job center, you can search by area, you can um, look for different things. Your brand is putting some more information. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, the local small business administration, and uh, th there's just so much you can do. Um, to the look, but I say the first place is to yeah utilize that local service that job center. Um, go to the website probably first if they're open. Lots of job centers are starting to open up in some sort of a hybrid style with uh, you know folks getting vaccine and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to walk in at, and kind of explore some of the different uh, materials they have there, 
more power to you. Um, it's really, really great. You can, they're doing virtual services, you know, depending on the area that you live in. Of course, California is all different. I keep saying that, but you know, more areas are opening, are more open than others, you know, and so some, some centers never closed, um, such as in Central Valley. There are a lot of center, job centers that never closed. And then, but there, you look at LA County, for example, where most, of, all of them, you know, just went over to virtual services. So no matter what, you should still be able to receive services in your area. But uh, that would be probably the first place to go is just to kind of utilize that job site because like if you were saying Indeed is another job search engine out there, there's lots of different job search engines out there. And what um, what CalJobs does is it scrubs all those sites and also and puts them all into one location for you. Yeah. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that, yeah that's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, there's a little, it's not perfect, but it, you might get you know a couple things for the same job, you know, for example. But um, it's still great because you can match your skills to the job posting. And uh, if you fill out your resume within the system, you can send it directly to them. I would probably tailor a little bit more before you just send it in. But, but it's just a cool system. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I can tell you I'm going to have to do some homework on this episode and go back and get a lot of those links because – um, the, you mentioned some that would work for my some of my employees. I'm a sales manager and I have a team of salespeople. Uh -huh. um, so some of the training you were talking about would be great for them, in particular Excel and some of the office products, um, soft skills. Those are always great for anyone, whether in sales or not. But also, um, you know, because we have people in our family that are looking for jobs, the resources that you and Brandon have provided tonight have been amazing. And um, I can't I can't thank you enough for bringing all this knowledge to our friends listening live and those that are, that will be listening later. With that, we were also talking with you about work life balance. Now, it's important to find the right job, something that fuels you, that gets you out of bed every day. Rarely will you have perfect jobs. But mm -hmm. how do you find work balance and how do you what do you do? Matt Hidalgo in your free time to bring out what what you're passionate about because you're an opera singer classically trained as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, thank yeah, that's a that's a really great question and uh, I'm not an expert at any means. We're almost we're all learning, you know, to get better at the work life balance, but um, it it becomes a time sometimes where you can just become obsessed with what you're doing and just not think and especially if you find joy in the work. I find a lot of joy in my work, but at the same time, it, it can be stressful. And so finding what make doing something for you every day is very important. Um, I found that if I, if I get too bogged down with work and I, and I forget that, um, I start to get very anxious. I start to fill those dreaded words of burnout. And um, it's, just not, it's just not a good productive place to be. And so one thing that I try to do is to make sure you do at least one thing a day that, you know, it's for yourself that makes you happy. And uh, so, yes, I am an opera singer in my other life. Um, I, by day, I do conference coordinating for CWA and by night I'm an opera singer. And before, you know, we shut down for, for COVID and everything, I was gigging regularly. It was, it was really interesting. I'm 35 this year and essentially in the opera world, that means, you're of age, you know. My name is my voice teacher, Robin, Robin Fisher from college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, she's fantastic, and I mean, she's been a huge inspiration to my life too. But um, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's finding, making sure you do, you know, 
I, I find I know my purpose, you know, in, in, in Japanese is the word called called ikigai, you know, finding your purpose, what's your purpose in life, what's your ikigai. And uh, it's, it's actually been linked to a lot of, you know, why Japanese people live so long because it's, it's, they don't retire, they live for their ikigai. And it's so interesting. It's finding what makes you happy and living for that. So for some people, it's their kids. Some people, it's their, you know, their, their job. For me, it's music. And uh, just keeping that in my life, no matter what I do, um, and, and try and figure out ways to incorporate it into my job is even better. Uh, you know, I, I, I do everything that I can to make sure um, music is always present in my life. And um, it's, it's something for those folks that are out there, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, especially with, with COVID, right? Um, for, for folks that are out there who are, you know, working from home, they're, their office is essentially their home at the same time. So that 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 um that line there is essentially blurred. You know, I, I for me, you know, it's interesting. I, I go from you know my couch in the morning to my desk, and that's you know my entire commute to work. You know, until we until we end up going back to the work to, to the job. You know, so that's that's it's 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 an interesting life and it's a weird life. But um, learning to shut down when I need to, learning to you know, um, learning to have that that space, you know, between your your work and your and your personal life is is really good to learn and really good to really make sure you you're you're you're, you're stubborn about. You really make sure that, that you do and, and that it's something you do for yourself. And you do um, you not only sing opera, which I love, <laughs> I love, and we and Brandon also says he failed. He failed to say he's a fabulous, fabulous. opera singer. Oh. <laughs> and I've heard you. and It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. Oh. And I've seen clips of your concerts and just beautiful. And you do a karaoke show just like for you and your friends on Wednesdays. And yeah. you sing karaoke. Um, can I say opera style? T tell us. Tell yeah. us what yeah, that you, show yeah. is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, that kind of came around just because I, I mean – I'm sure you know, just not to get too personal, but COVID was, or 2020 was a difficult year for me. Um, I went through some personal things, um, lost some family members, unfortunately. Oh. And uh, so it was, it was a difficult year and I went through some, a difficult time. Um, this new year though, is it's a, uh, thank you. Um, but this year is, is so often, there's so much optimism. Um, if you're familiar with the Chinese Zodiac, it's the year of the ox. I'm, I was born in 1985. I'm, my year, the year of the ox. And so there's a lot of, it, not, not just that, but there's a lot of positivity in the air, I feel. Um, there's um, just so much that's, uh, you know, th 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 there's so much that, that, that I needed in my life and that I was really missing that connection, that human connection, the thrill of being on stage, you know, the Lady Gaga song, I live for the applause, applause. I mean, it, it was really, I missed that. I really did. And that really kind of made me a, a fully rounded person. And when so, you say but, that you uh -huh. gigged, how oh, does yeah. an opera singer gig? Like I, I'm in a, <laughs> I, I've been in a cover band so we can gig, we do dive bars. Uh -huh. What is the equivalent? Well, like, where do you go when you sing <laughs> opera? It's so funny. So instead of dive bars, I go to churches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, lot less, you know, a lot less, a lot more sober there. But yeah, there's a, you know, it's it's fun. I, I mean, so yeah, I, I do gig a lot. I I used to consider myself a concert singer. 
And so um, essentially what that, that means is I did less opera per se and more um, liturgical works, more oratorios, such as the Messiah that I did over in the Christmas time. You know, the, oh, that was beautiful. Uh, you know, solos and then choruses and then solos and choruses. I mean, I love doing that type of stuff. And I love, you know, just, you call it park and bark. Yeah, just kind of park and bark. Standing and singing, you know, doing my thing. I don't have to do any acting, no grand gestures and stuff. <laughs> I can just sing and do my thing, yeah. <laughs> so the karaoke, you're often you're singing pop songs, yeah, opera style. I love to do that. So every year at our conference, I mean, all of, we have three conferences a year where I work, and we normally that's our big fun thing to do at night is to try oh, and find a fun. karaoke bar. Yeah, in Monterey, there's the uh, the Britannia Arms, and oh my gosh, that's become a tradition uh, since I started working for CCWA. And uh, so we used to do that every year. And so that was when I was thinking about that. You know, I love to sing karaoke. It was so much fun just to kind of let loose. And yeah, I have a classically trained voice, but I don't care. I don't, I, sometimes I try and let loose and do my own thing. But it's hard to lose that when it's all my muscle memory. You know, I can't, I can't, it's hard to, you know, let, really let loose. But I love pop music. When I, was a, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a pop singer. I grew up in the age of the pop band, you know, with the, when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, you know, all those, and 98 Degrees, all those folks were really popular. Um, I loved, I felt actually, people thought I, 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 I don't think I have a very soulful voice, but people thought I had a soulful voice. So I loved to uh, do Luther Vandross, things like that, oh. and really, really, you know, get down and low. It was, it was just all, so much fun. I love to really lay into those and just really, really have fun. And so that was the whole inspiration behind my karaoke nights. It's just, just fun. You know, I want, I yeah. want to sing again, you know, I, I didn't really care if anybody joined at, at first, you know, it was just mostly for me to just kind of let loose and, and to have a little bit of an audience to sing in front of. And the response has been so great. I oh, mean, yeah. it's been so amazing. It's joyful. And surprising, not not to say you don't have a nice voice, but it's it's weird when you hear a singer speak, and then you hear them sing. You're like, oh my god, look, I got goosebumps. <laughs> That's what I felt like when we were watching you. We I was on vacation when you started your your thing. I was Aww. on staycation. We mm -hmm. we went out and got some. I forget where we got some fast food or something and brought it back. And that was one of our staycation nights and we had your the phone yeah. set up and your karaoke going and i was oh. like wow this is really fantastic oh amazing voice you. oh my gosh it's so much fun i i yeah so robin's on the on the line right now and she's been my voice teacher for years and oh my goodness she uh let me do a bunch of different fun stuff um and I, you know, I always, she told me, my voice teacher from high school told me, you know, as long as you have the technique, you can do anything with it. And uh, so I did a Broadway night. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I did a pop, you know, boys, boy bands night and just kind of did some Nick Carter and, and sync. And that was kind mm -hmm. of fun. I mean, uh, and so this week is going to be just positivity because it's uh, Easter Sunday this week and just want to do something fun. So, I mean, nice. it's just. I love it. It's, yeah, I mean, so much fun. So for the general public, is it open or is it a private page or a group? How do you have that set up so if people want to watch you or, or take part? 
Yeah, it's it's a public. Uh, I just I just post on Facebook Live every week. Um, I don't post to YouTube uh, just yet because I'm not sure how to do that. <laughs> just well, yet, and you but... might have to be careful with yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. We had someone's right. permission on the show. We played his song, and YouTube flagged it. So you have to be careful about Ooh, yeah. what you stream to YouTube because they'll 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 blank out that section. So it'll just be you lip syncing to dead air with that. You don't want to do that. Just stay on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. Always, yeah. We, we get Bye. more traction on Facebook than we do anywhere else. Yeah. 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 And that, that's definitely the, you know, I, I was silenced once on Facebook, uh, but I think because of that, you know, and I just came back right on, right, right back on uh, the, the following week, I did something a little bit more, um, intense where I actually put the links and everything and tried to do a little bit more. I didn't get silenced that week. So, but again, you know, I don't want to make anybody upset. I don't make any money doing those. It's just, it's just for fun. And uh, if I can start developing my own, you know, a company I would. Yeah. (laughs) You're such a good guy. I love, I love introducing our audiences to just good people. Don't you? I do. I love it. You bring a lot. One of them. You bring a lot with your insight and experience with the the CWA and the events that you put on with what you've learned from being at a job center. But then there's this whole other layer to you. And this is why we started to do this show, because we realized we had these really amazing friends who were also really amazing at other stuff. So thank you for coming on and sharing this with with our friends and family. I appreciate it. You know... You've watched the show, so you know at the end of our show, we ask like one COVID conversation starter, and um, we do um, Would You Rather Would and You why? Rather and Why? Do you want to do Would, would you, you Rather like and to Why? Do, would you like to play this little word game with us? Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right, we're gonna, that, I'm going to open the segment. Hang on one second. Let's wait, see. I was going to do the. Okay, go ahead. Okay. That is so cool. I have I have here a colander. It's what we call the colander of questions. Okay. Debbie will pick one. If I toss one usually because it's about dating and we just want to be respectful to our married people, you know, our married guests. You know, if it's a question about dating, yeah, I'd I'd like to date so and so. It's like, aren't you married? (laughs) Brandon won't mind. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. Would you rather get a face tattoo or something of your choosing? Would you rather get a face tattoo of something of your choosing or a tattoo in a discreet area chosen by someone else? Oh. Don't do anything to your face. You have a beautiful <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, let someone choose something somewhere else. Well, you know, wait, tell you this is do. his. This is his. Maybe he wants to fool Mike Tyson. We don't Maybe. know. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be my permanent, my permanent mask. No, I think, yeah, I think that the industry, uh, indistinct place or probably because he's going to see it, just Brandon. Yeah. And then I would have him choose would, it. Or he would get the phantom, the phantom mask tattooed on. Oh, Ooh. this is a good one. Okay. What is it? <laughs> Matt, would you rather have a baby shark? Would you rather have baby shark stuck in your head? Baby shark. Don't no, do it. <laughs> would you rather have baby shark stuck in your head forever or the jingle from your least favorite commercial? Baby Shark. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't mind, 
I actually don't mind Baby Shark too much because I, I mean, I don't have nep- I don't have kids or anything, but my nieces and nephews love it. So I don't get it probably as much as some other folks that are out there that have kids and I have to listen to it all of the time. But I'm like, you know, Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Both <laughs> you guys. What's your least favorite jingle? Oh man. I like a lot of music. I have to think about it. There, whatever it gets stuck in my head, and I, if I were to think of it, it'd probably get stuck in my. <laughs> you know, most commercials are using jingles that are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they're using music. Like, heard something from the grassroots. I've just been listening to the grassroots for a couple of days yeah. now. I hate that Powell Powell Electric. Join oh. Powell Electric. Powell Electric. <laughs> They'll fix it in a flash. You know what you hear a lot on on I think it's like diamond buying videos or anytime something is like a like a surprise. It's always the Hallelujah chorus. The Hallelujah, Hallelujah. <laughs> like that is the worst because I've been like I said Hallelujah chorus. Messiah, I've been singing that for sixteen years. I can do the entire thing from memory. So once you start it on the on a commercial, it's like well, I have to finish it now. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea Myers wrote, I've had baby sharks stuck in my head for the last 18 years. Have you seen those twins yeah. that I think they're like 17, 18 years old? They're older oh. and they're twins and they're brothers and they are exposed to music for the first time that they haven't heard. They said they were raised in a very religious house. So they never heard like Jolene by Dolly Parton. Oh, and um, what's the one? Some Pink Floyd or Phil Collins. In the Air Tonight. In the Air Tonight, they've never heard. <laughs> and so they showed them on, they did a spoof of Saturday Night Live with them and they played Baby Shark and they're all, Baby shark. They're having a good time with it. That's it. And then they go, hold up, hold up. What is baby shark doing all by himself? <laughs> Shouldn't the mama shark be around? And then they played the alphabet song. They're like, hold up, hold up. Oh the <laughs> alphabet in order like that? What? Kisela <laughs> says one eight seven seven cars for kids makes oh. her crazy. Oh, one eight seven seven. Yeah, those worst. are yeah. somebody's kids. Monica wrote, Monica wrote, those kids are so funny playing their. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, you got to search for those guys. They, they're really, really good. And some of the music, you're like, how? How did they not hear these songs? These are like really common or what we would think common songs. Yeah. But yeah, you oh, got to. Yeah. We should for Gen Z, like for Gen Z folks, there's there's like teenagers on there that you they they'll play for them like Mariah Carey or something that we like. Yeah, what? yeah, has a voice like this. Yeah, Mariah Carey, crazy yeah. but a good singer. She's a little nutty, but she's a good singer. Mariah Carey from the planet. <laughs> Why? I love her when she's on her show with her Chase Lounge. She's like, oh yeah, this is a. She's a nut. (laughs) What a nut with all her Hello Kitty stuff. The Phil (laughs) Collins song was hilarious. If you haven't seen it, Matt, do yourself a favor. Anybody who hasn't seen it yet, look up those twins looking at the Phil Collins song because they were blown away. But, you know, as a musician, you would probably get a real kick out of seeing these these two brothers listening to this music for the first time. It's just, and you're hearing it for the first time. I no, love I'm trying that. to find their name. Their names. Um, Brandon will have it. Tim and Fred <laughs> Williams. Yeah, Ted and Fred Williams. Tim and, Tim Tim and, and Fred, Fred Williams. Williams. Yeah, look them up. I was a cashier during the height of the baby shark craze, and we sold singing toys and books. I still get flashbacks. 
Oh, oh that's sorry, funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, darling, thank you so much. I think you really helped a lot of us, especially those of us of a certain generation that think finding a job is is kind of one one way to do it because you're really showing us there are so many ways to match up um, a potential employee with an employer. Mm -hmm. And I would I would think a lot less chance of turnover because you're getting mm -hmm. matched with a job that you are qualified for and that you were looking for. And everything in yeah. between from making sure your resume is together, what yeah. you said, which is you could do some role playing interview um, role play and yeah. uh, training to to fill the gap on some of the skills they might not have. Yeah. So so yeah. that when they do get that job, they are the right fit. And like Deb says, less turnover. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, for interviewing, honestly, 30% of uh, your interview is what you know. The rest is your personality. I mean, you sell your personality. Be 30%? I would say maybe even less than that. Wow. Just, just think about, you know, when you're hiring someone, I, you know, I want to work. Yeah, they have the skills. They made it through all the, the all that process, the application yeah. and resume and everything. I want to be able to work with them now. I can I want tell to be able you, to, you know, rely on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tell you from the perspective of the hiring manager, because I've hired everyone on my team and I've been hiring people for a long time. Mm -hmm. If you have the basic skills to do what the job requires, now I'm looking for because a lot of people do. I've got a stack of basic skills. Now I'm looking for someone that I can get along with that's yeah. going to be great with the others in the office. That's not going to be difficult. I'm looking for cues on um, on work ethic and and just yeah. how they see life in general. So it is very much how do we click? Who uh -huh. are you as a person? Not just what's on that paper. You know, and I much, do have yeah. to say, I, I do have to say that in the world of acting and comedy, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Bookers and casting directors are looking for people that are easy to get along with, that can take direction. They're not usually the funniest or the most talented, but you have to learn how to come in and work with a core group of people. So I think mm -hmm. that's important no matter what you do. Yeah, it's interesting. Communication skills and customer service, all of those, you know, not only, you know, external customer service, but also internal, you know, treating your own uh, coworkers with respect and learning how to communicate with them in a way that's, you know, um, amicable. Yeah. Right. Gosh, you were very informative and you were worried. I was. <laughs> we're going to tell everybody now. You were scared to death, but you see how wonderful you did? You did a great job, right? Everybody applause, applause. You did a oh, wonderful fantastic. job. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This podcast will live on uh, wherever you get your iTunes, wherever you get your so podcast. Facebook, YouTube, and then anywhere you get audio podcasts. That'll be up there by tomorrow morning. Yeah. So we uh, hope that if this is a podcast that you think somebody in your life would benefit from, please pass it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Matt, thank you again. And to your lovely husband, tell him thank you very much. He was an amazing assistant. Yes, oh, my he gosh. He was right there. <laughs> he was right there. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks so oh, much. Look at people are writing thank you to you already. Thanks, Matt. Such great info. Um, you're so amazing. Music heals the soul. Oh, thank yeah. you, Suzanne. Suzanne, what a beautiful comment. Oh, another one. Thank you. How okay. Nice. Okay, Matt. Matt, thank you so much. We'll be in touch um, and we'll keep having conversations and we will see you tomorrow during your karaoke. Yes. Thank you so much. Join light, thank everyone. You. Okay. Good night. Good night. That was really informative. It really was. I mean, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. Listen, you guys, I'm going to put up this on the, on the lower. Look at how he spells his name, Matt. 
Hidalgo, H-I-D-A-L-G-O. Go on Facebook and search for this guy. Tomorrow he's going to have his um, his karaoke where he'll be doing um, his his singing, his operatic singing with, I don't even know what, what the theme is. He does pop songs. Yeah, I was going to say pop. Positivity. Positivity. Oh, no, it's the Easter thing, right? Yeah. He's doing he some said, Easter. No, he said he's doing positivity okay. uh, songs that create positivity because of Easter week. Yes. Um, we are not going to miss that tomorrow. Look at all these great messages. Hey, everybody, can you please do us a favor? You know, we're not going to be on Sunday because it's Easter and we're going to be making Easter dinner for our family or lunch or brunch or whatever. Could be pizza. Could be um, French toast from last week. Could be. Um, we froze it. We froze a lot of French toast. Anyways, I really would love you to do us a favor. Next Tuesday, we're having Joel Bryant, who uh, directed and produced the documentary Empty America. Mm -hmm. And he is taking us through his journey of COVID from the very beginning. I mean, this time last year, if you can remember where you were. So if you could kind of think back what you were doing around Easter time, um, right before Easter, I'd say like three or four weeks into lockdown, what were you, what were you experiencing? Because Joel's going to take us on that journey of that time period. Visually. Visually. Across the country. So you'll most likely see popular cities in your state. He did Las Vegas. He did uh, Arizona. He did um, New Orleans. Georgia, New Georgia, Orleans, New York. Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um so, so, um, and if then you haven't, back. and then he came back. Yeah. If you haven't already seen, uh, Empty America on YouTube, do a search for Empty America Joel Bryant, J O E L B R Y A N T, and watch it. It's a documentary and it's really fascinating. I'll, I'll admit there are times when the audio isn't the best, but this guy's doing it all on his own outside. And he's <laughs> got, he's got captions every, everywhere throughout the whole yeah. thing. So even when it is a little bit windy because he's traveling across the country in a cold time of year, you, you can, you still understand what's happening. Please check that out because we're going to have him on next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. He's a hilarious comedian too, very by the funny, way. Very funny, but amazing. Like you know, on this triathlon show, guy too. Yeah. Like, you know, on this show, we get these comedians that we love like Jesus Trejo and he, and he does this deep dive into how he cares for his parents or Dana Eagle, who's so funny and talked about depression and, and, and um, recovering from cancer or Mike Malone, who was just grief stricken when he lost, you know, both parents back to back. So we like to do these deep dives into these people that you have a lot of fun with and you laugh with and they bring their life stories and they do it in such a way that it's um, uh, uh, uplifting Often funny. I mm -hmm. mean, I don't know about, about you guys, but Jesus had me on the floor last yeah. week. I was laughing so hard. Pretty funny guy. So do yourself a favor and watch Empty America. Might be something kind of fun to do on Easter, too. It's not a grim documentary. It's just eye-opening. And it kind of starts the conversation with whoever you're watching with, do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that headline? Do you remember when that happened? Do you remember when we believed this, that, and the other? Because you can actually see... Um, COVID myths being produced and dispelled is it's fascinating. Yeah. Empty America. Empty America. So before we uh, we let go now, normally we um, will show you guys we're going to be on Sunday. We're not on this upcoming Sunday, but typically for those of you that might be watching that haven't watched before or listening that might not be able 
have been on the show, we cook on Sundays at 12 noon, not this Sunday. Um, that is on Facebook and YouTube at um, um, 12 Pacific Standard Time. And we can also be found on cookingwithdebbieandfriends.com, on Instagram, at cookingwithdebbie. And then, of course, we take the audio after and we put it on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Before we let this go and stop, there are a few people that popped in later. We weren't able to say hello to because we we're really involved in conversation. Just want to remind you guys, when we're in conversation like this and we don't comment or say, say something that maybe you've, you've commented, we don't reply to it. Um, we love you guys, and we don't mean to ignore those comments, so please don't, don't take offense to it. But uh, we do try to get back to it. We really do appreciate you guys being here with us every week and um, just love seeing you guys. Loretta Bowen just showed up. She yeah. was late. It's always nice to have you guys show up whenever you can, and certainly you can watch or listen to these after. Yes, and thank you for joining us for this topic. I know a lot of our listeners already have a job they love or a profession or they're retired. Um um, you know, but it's always interesting to find out what is going on in the economy of our country mm -hmm. and how we're moving forward with job search. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you'll know somebody that could use this podcast. It was a good one. Yeah, it was. It was very good. Matt Hidalgo was amazing. Thank you again, Matt. Thank you for all of our listeners for, for tuning in and, um, and supporting the show, both this one and the cooking show. And we really do appreciate you guys. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. We hope you guys are able to uh, enjoy your families, whether you're socially distanced or together. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.